Hello, hello, hey, hey, welcome, welcome to JDR Creatives Podcast, or as I like to call it, the audio journal of my life. Tonight is January 17th, 2023. Your first. Yeah, I figured I'd give you some kind of musical intro there. <laughs> Your first episode of season five in the new year. And really, it's. Um, I've, I've come to give you. <laughs> Just some, I guess, an update from, you know, I recorded on the 31st, I believe. My brain's been so bad, honestly, going into the new year with with losing my grandmother and just seeing my father go through things and me going through my own things. And, and really, that's why I wanted to kind of give you, like, it's a mid-month update, mid-month review <laughs> of where we stand. And I think that, you know, I've spent a lot of time just really being genuine here and um, <laughs> raw. And I've had to be, well, I shouldn't say I've had to be, but I've been allowed to be that completely. And it's been so beautiful. And so um, today... I could easily make this a a thought to jam, you know, because um, I really, I really want to segment. The thought for an episode like this is to segment it and to produce it properly. And um, I, I, I just turned the mic on, honestly, and and so I think that the proper thing is to call this a thoughts thoughts oh my goodness sorry y'all i've been calling my mom a thought lately because she's just been you know having people at the house this is a thoughts with jam <laughs> this is the first one in the new year it's the first one in a long time i haven't really um titled episode thoughts with jam so we don't need club announcements or whatever we just turn the stream on and we really just get it all off our chest um, first, I would like to say I hope that every one of you, um, or any one of you, whoever listened to this, have had a happy new year and, and had a safe transition into it. Um, we're going to talk about a few things. We're going to talk about death. We're going to talk about life. We're going to talk about love. We're not at love yet, but the possibility of love and the fruits of of what come from it. I'm not I'm not in love, but maybe it could be on the horizon. Hope for me, I, I hope. Um, I, you know, as I did in the last episode, I, uh, I, um, I just want to take the time to, to to think about my grandma. You know, um, she would not want me to be crying like some little bitch. Um. She would say, what, what are those tears for? You know, when we lose people, 
it's a battle. It's tough because it's it's like your favorite snack. You don't ever want it to run out. And um, she gave us so much wisdom, so much guidance. And you're being prepared for the day someone is is gone. And when that day comes, it still affects you in a way. And uh, um, I did not um, give you give you everything. And I've I've told this story a few times for some people. Um, so I'm going to try to tell you the story of our funeral and, and, and what I experienced up there with my family. I try to do it without being a babbling mess. I think I can do it without babbling mess. I just, um, I just miss her, you know, um, my grandmas are gone. All my grandparents are gone. And I was closer to my grandmothers than I was my grandfathers, um, but the older I get, I just realize the the losses that I've incurred. And, um, my ask is, I, I challenge. I used to challenge people a lot on Snapchat, and I used to say, you know, call a person you haven't spoken to in some time, and just tell them how you feel about them. Um, you know, when we get to the end of a year, we we settle debts, and what that means is, if I felt like me and you were beefing and it, it just didn't sit right with me. Then I would come and I would come to you and tell you that I apologize or this is where I was at. And we would try to reconcile. So it would be debts and reconciliation or it would just be appreciation. And like I said last year, it was nothing but appreciation. I was such in a great place. And even now I'm in a great place. I just, you want to get to the point where you have zero, you know, low to zero debts because you don't want to spend the end of the year reconciling. The, the goal is to um, reconcile immediately. And I heard this quote and I'm going to leave it here because I think it was beautiful. And it was, this was a, a meeting, like a public meeting. And this gentleman was saying it to his um, city council, but he said, and it's true, um, conflict is inevitable and combat is optional. And I've always kind of lived in that. I have no issue with conflict. I welcome it because I think that we must have discourse to be better, to drive ourselves into a place that we can be something. We have to, we have to sometimes have conflicting point of views, but we don't have to fight about it. We can still have respect for one another to understand that that discourse or that counterpoint or point does not mean that the fabric of who we are as people is torn. It's tested, um, but it's not torn. And I think that as people, we have to get better about that because there's so much divide and it's because people aren't living with grace. Um, and that that's an episode that I'm going to uh, write, Grace grace and Gratitude. I think um, that will be one I'm very excited to write. I'm probably, I'm, I leave tomorrow and I'm probably going to be writing it on a plane and writing it a little bit in Miami because um, I think grace and gratitude really have saved my life and those things together have given me a different output and a different perspective. It's kind of like your attitude being your altitude. It's that same concept to me that what grace and, and, and um, grace and gratitude have done for my life. But um, back to, to my grandmother, I've rambled enough there. So um <laughs> <laughs> you you learn so much um like you know you, you just learn so much about the people you care about 
and you don't know that this is going to be what what you end up dealing with. Excuse me. And so ultimately, you know, you, you come to a funeral and that's where you get to learn so much. And, um, you know, I want to I want to share a little bit about that, about my grandmother. She was. She was something. She was something. She really was. Um, you know, she was a member of the, the Order of the Eastern Stars. She was a, a lifetime member of the NAACP. Um, she was one of the first women of color to work as a sales lady at the Ben Franklin store in Colonial Beach, Virginia. And it was during a time where African-American women were not being hired for those positions. You know, um, she initiated a Head Start program. You know, she she worked for uh, General Motors. But beyond all that, she just was, she really was like, when I was younger, I didn't get it because I've always been more of a sensitive creature. The older I've gotten, I've been able to have a better perspective of people and to understand that, like my dad or like my grandmother, um, the way they show you love sometimes, they crack jokes. They're not people who just tell you directly that they love you, but they they crack on you, and um, but they make you stronger. And she was a tough cookie, and she just, you know, um, She's an incredible woman. And it's tough because, you know, for someone who lived such a life to see them go, it's it's not easy. You know, it's not easy because it's like, wow. But she lived she lived a pretty good life. I mean, like I said, she was something. So let's take you to <laughs> day of the service. So <laughs> we get to the, the service. This is the smallest church I've ever been in, smallest church I've ever been for a funeral. You know, it's emotional. And, and like I said, I was just trying to be there for my dad. Um, I was very worried about him because uh, he was not processing this well. He wasn't processing it all to me. He was, he was just going and partly was like, you know, he had to get me from the airport. He had to help my stepmother and I just was trying to make stuff easy for him. And um so we get to the to the church and um well before that he, he took me to my grandfather's church and to where my grandfather was buried, which I was very thankful for that. Um I, I missed my grandfather's funeral, so I was thankful for it. Um but yeah we we go to my Aunt Renee's house and but just it's just good to see her and talk to her and everybody's filing in and I'm the mystery guest because no one expected JR to come. Like JR I'm not a black sheep, but I'm like, this is this person who does not show up for things. But no, I had to pay my respect. I had to be there for my dad one. But then my grandmother just was such a she's just such a powerful person in my life. And I would not um feel right without paying my respect and so we get to church i always say god's a comedian so already my dad tells me he forgot his belt we get out the car he's like, i forgot my belt and i'm telling him like because this happened to me before you got to take your finger in a hook and you got to put it through a, a hoop on the side and if you do that you'll hold it and of course he wasn't trying to you know listen to me because you know the hook it looks a little obvious and so he kind of holds him up 
And we come in and we're filing in and um, I wanted him to be able to sit with his brothers and sisters. So I, I got in the second row, which he he was like, I don't know why you got in the second I wanted all the kids to sit together. You let the kids sit and the grandkids following behind. Um, and it was, it was tough because it was like I've never been that close, never had to sit that close to a casket. And it was, you know, the viewing was that and to sit there for an hour. It was just... One thing I will say about death is it's like I don't like looking at dead bodies. They just don't look what they were. I mean, she looked good for being dead. And, you know, and that, that's just how I see it. Um, I just don't like dead bodies. I don't. <laughs> so to sit there was a little, a little tough, but I focused on my support role because as long as I – can focus on me trying to help somebody else. I'm not going to be a ball of mess. I got to sit by my uncle Lester and we were kind of talking for a bit. And, um, and then the service started, which was, it was a, it really was a beautiful service because I've been to a lot of black funerals and they're usually heavy and I do not like heavy funerals. I like very light funerals. That's why I like celebrations of life because I need the uplifting. I need the honor. We need to honor a person's life. We don't need to get caught in, the sad parts and like I, when they play the sad music. So it's like that church did a great job. Cause let me tell you something. The organist looked like a, a, a Danny Glover with a Jerry curl. I'm telling you the whole time I was laughing and we all had to wear masks cause they were like, you know, you had to wear masks. So I was thankful because I probably would have got kicked out because I was really acting up. And I know if my grandmother was there, she'd probably be slapping me across the back of my neck because there were just so many things going on in that church. There's so many people just doing things that were just making me laugh, and I couldn't help it, and I, I felt good. And then the pastor, I never, let me tell y'all something. I never seen a grown man with a monogram on his collar. I seen grown men with monograms on their, like, um, their wrist, where their cuffs go, the cufflinks go. He had it on his collar. And let me tell y'all something. I promise you, if you ever see a preacher who's got a monogram on his collar, you are about to get the LeBron fucking James performance of your life. It is going to be game seven. <laughs> Cleveland, we did this for you. This man <laughs> preached the service of his freaking life. I felt something. So I wanted to pass the plate around for him. And you know is a black funeral when at the end of him preaching, he wants to start trying to get more members to come to the church. <laughs> it was it was a mess. But but during this, my dad has his comedic moment where when they, they're about to close the casket and start the service, they, they get all the kids up. My dad, he stands up and he sits right down quickly. And I had been watching my dad just to make sure, like, if he cried, to kind of be there for him because he's this tough man and he doesn't cry. And rah. so... um. <laughs> so he stands up and he sits down quickly and I'm like oh yeah his pants came down I know it <laughs> I know it and so I, I'm laughing to myself and um, I'm like I'm waiting to get outside so when we when the service is finally over I get to the car and I'm like hey did your pants come down he's like how did you know I was like you just set up and you got down quickly I said I just knew he was like yeah he's a you're sharp and then you know we're talking to people getting ready to you know to, to get the procession to go to the graveyard and, and you know, commit the internment, basically. And um, so we get there, and, you know, my dad was very – he would not go near 
the casket. He wouldn't. He, you know, because he, he started started to tear up in the end. Of course, me, I'm a fool. I'm out there with my cousins, and I had not met my cousins, um, Janelle and Danita. Which I think Janelle is probably two years. No, Janelle is a year younger than me. Danita is older than me, so I think she's a year or two older than me. Um, what it made me realize, like I, I went through so many emotions there. You know, I felt sadness for the loss of the matriarch, this person who really binded us together. Because what scares me now is, is that now it's just the brothers and sisters. And when you lose parents, people tend to go separate ways. So I'm really worried about that for my uncles and aunts. But, um, but it made me really look at myself and go, you know, I miss so much. You know, here are two cousins that I've talked to for years on the internet. We've talked over Messenger, Instagram, Snapchat, but I never met them in person until this moment. And um, I made a commitment to myself. I'm going back in June. I want to see all my family. I just, I spent a lot of time working really hard over the years and trying to build a a name for myself. And and I just, I sometimes missed a little bit of life. And um, if I could tell you anything, don't miss any of it. Uh, I think that's why I talk about grace and gratitude. That's why when you hear me talk, I talk in this very, there's a passionate explosion happening within me because I just never thought that I would feel the way, what I felt so alive that I want to live every moment. And it took me a long time to, to get this way. And I wish that I had learned so much that I've learned and went through. I had to go through a lot in the last seven years. Been through a lot. I've been through a lot of loss. Got my ass kicked, pushed on the ground, got up, got beat down again. I got my ass kicked so many times, I just stopped fighting. And then I realized I just had to figure out who I was. And it, it took some time. But I'm st- I've, I've turned the corner. I'm proud of that. <laughs> um but yeah, it was a beautiful service. I got to spend some time with my dad. And and I remember they, my flight got delayed, so I got to spend an extra hour with him. And um, thank you so much. I thank the Lord so much. Um, I remember the last time I left Virginia, Ryan was four years old. And um, my dad walked us to the gate. And Ryan was too young. He'll never remember this, but I enjoyed that time with my dad. I got to go, um, I got to go shooting guns with him. I got to spend time and hang out with him. Growing up, I didn't have that. You know, he, he served this country. He did a lot. and We live so far apart that I, um, I didn't have that time with my dad. And we've grown our relationship. We went through a lot. And, you know, around my late 20s, I just let it all go because I became a father and it was more important to for him to be a grandfather than to me, me to then for me to be mad at my father. I learned to let something go that I had let rage for so long into my mid 20s that I was so stupid for. But I was young. I was dumb. I was angry. I, I had always worked so hard. And I always got the short end of the stick. But I never, you know, now I'm in a season where I can tell you the grace and gratitude that I missed it. I missed it in those moments because I was being selfish. And um, I can't go back, but I, I try to t- 
take my time and I appreciate it. And I remember when he walked me to the gate, I cried like a baby on that plane. Cried like a baby on that plane. I just, I had felt so, and I'm sorry, but I'm it, it's me being raw here. Um, I just felt like his son. It's the first time in a long time I felt like his son. And, you know, fast forward six years later, we talked today. We talked for hour today. We were bullshitting, just talking about stuff. I just wanted to check on him because I'm, I'm really, when I worry about somebody, I pray, but I just want my dad to be okay. And I'm just trying to keep him, I'm just trying to give him love, trying to give him light, just trying to be there for him. Um, even though I'm so many miles away, I just want to check on him. And I look at my life now at 37 and where I was at 27, I just didn't care. I was just like, <laughs> he doesn't understand how I feel, da, da, da. And I was dumb because my dad is me and my dad are very similar. We're acts of service type of men. We we take care of everyone else and we don't ask for anything in return. And I just didn't understand to come down to his level. I was foolish, but I was it's been a very valuable lesson. And I think with my grandmother dying, it was just one of those things to make me kind of look back and go, don't waste time. So if I can give you a message, don't waste time. If you can call somebody today and you can tell them that you are angry at them and that you love them and that you just want to just move forward, do it. Um, I have my dad, but, you know, I don't know how much time I have left or he does. And I just want to enjoy every minute I can with him. And I wasted I wasted some time. And um, I used to beat on myself about it. I don't anymore. It just makes me a little sad. But it reminds me of what I'm supposed to be doing. And so... Um, I got to, we just got an hour just to kind of just BS. And it was just, it, the conversations were just so funny. And I was just thinking in the moment, like, as it was ending, man, this is so fucking cool. It was so cool just to, just to have an extra hour. Just to have those moments with him. And I'm, I'm just so, so thankful that trip meant so much more to me, even in loss then maybe he'll even understand. And um, because he was here, he was here the week my grandmother died and then we went back up. But I just, we've been through a lot and I am a better man. I don't know how to sound. So I do apologize, (laughs) but I don't because I leave my voice here in my lessons. But I just got time with my dad. And sometimes it's the world I have to carry is heavy. It's hard. And sometimes you just want to feel weak and you just want to be a son. And when I'm around my dad, I get to be a son. I don't have to be the father. I mean, I'm always the father, but in a weird way, I just, there's so much wisdom he has that I just soak in and I just love. So I, 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 Grandma, you have a way of, from the stars, teaching me. And, and Dad, I love you. I'm, you know, you're better at saying it now, but I know you don't have to say it. You've made a difference in my life. And I, you asked me 10 years ago, I would not think I would be crying. I wouldn't even be talking about you. I'm so thankful for the gifts that I've been given. But yeah, it was um, it was beautiful. I came back and um, <laughs> I um, 
I think I should leave that as side one, and I'm going to give you side two, which will be, you know, what's what's going on. So to finish this this part about death and about my trip to Virginia, um, I got to see some family. I got to see people that I wanted to see. I got to see their smiling faces. I got to see people who saw me as a kid, and I never knew who they were. I got to meet new people. I got to sit with loved ones. I got to laugh. I got to sit with me. It, one of the coolest moments, and I'll leave this on the side, is my father and I, we went back to my grandmother's house or my grandparents' house, which, you know, it's all their house now, but we were sitting together at the table and it, we're both jokesters. And so we're both just cracking, just like playing off of each other. We got people laughing. Everyone's laughing. Oh my goodness. Like, oh my God, your son is as crazy as you. It was just such a cool moment because it was like, man, like, I never got to see, you know, what Ryan gets to see in in himself, he gets to see in me. But I never got to, I never got that from my dad. I never got to look up and go, this is my superhero. And I was having those moments in real time and 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 catching myself, pinching myself, like, oh man, this is this is so cool. This is this is amazing. I'm in even in loss. My grandmother has a way of of giving me guidance and giving me blessings, and for that, Charlotte, <laughs> it's 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 why you're such an amazing woman, and you served all of us so well. And I know that um, the place you're you're at now, you're at peace, and I love you, and I'm thankful. And 10 years ago, 15 years ago, even 20 years ago, the lessons that you were trying to teach me, I know I was hard. I know I was stubborn, like your son, but it took me some time and I started to pick it up. And I'm a lot more emotionally intelligent than I was then. And I must tell you, thank you so much because those lessons were needed and they were loved. And so, um, yeah. Thank you, Grandma. Thank you so much. All right. So taking a drink, I've calmed down a bit. That was more of the heavier stuff. And, and um, you know, I, need, I needed to be it needed to be said. I had to really just, you know, speak from the heart. I'm glad I did. And, and like I said, I'm just so thankful for the lessons, but they do not come without losses and the tears. Um, but, you know, lighter on this side, and, and what one of the lessons that I learned, if, if we look at a pie chart, my life has been doled up in as far as the last, like, 10, 11 years as work and then Ryan. I really wasn't good at making time for myself. Um, you know. I really wasn't. And uh, I have learned to be better about that. And so now I've been inspired to do more for myself. And like, I remember last year we were starting to turn that corner and it was like, hey guys, I'm gonna go after her and I love, care about her, I love her. And, and then it was like, boo, boo. And I was like, no, I'm so sad. She doesn't want me and she doesn't. And, Really, that was a lesson to get me here. I'm very thankful for the times I've had with Ashby. I was, I, you know, I cared for her very much, but I do think people find expiration. And I just think that 
you know, when we started, I was in a very tough place and she was in a better place and she dealt with certain things and then the the seasons changed and then we rotated and you know, you just you can love a person, but maybe you don't fit. Now I'm out here in these streets. Well, I've been in these streets trying to figure out what I was gonna do, who I wanted to be with, and um I have come across one that I am I've been spending some time with. I'm very she makes me smile. I <laughs> I think she's something. Because I do not have the exclusivity with her. You will not get her name here. But I I pray that in coming episodes, you will get her name. You know, I, uh, I just, in the short amount of time that I have, and this started like, Honestly, it started in December. Started talking to her. I slid in the DMs. Your boy came through. He slid, shot a shot. Pew! Uh, <laughs> and uh, I did it because I was uncomfortable. I did it because I wasn't afraid. And I'm proud of me. And I I couldn't tell you how much I'm proud of you, myself. I, three years ago, this woman, I saw her and I wanted to say something to her, but I was terrified. She knows this. I mean, we the, the great thing about our interaction has been so cool. It's just like, she's just so honest. She's just so raw and rugged. She just puts it on the table and that's how I like it. I just want a woman to just tell me the truth, tell me how she wants it and let's fucking go for it. And um, problem is in this situation, she's, you know, come out of a two year relationship and I think it's fresh and my timing is probably not the best. but I don't care. <laughs> you know, the, the difference is um, I don't really give a shit about the rules that I've created or the conditions that I once cared about. I just don't care anymore. I want to, I want to be more. I want to be uncomfortable because every time I sit with this woman and I talk with this woman, you know, I don't feel butterflies. You know, when I when I was with Ashby, I felt butterflies. And they always say you got to be careful of that person. You need to run from that person. I don't feel butterflies. I feel a sense of calm. Like this person I've been talking to my whole life. And like the night, we could spend five hours together and it just feels like 15 minutes. The time goes by so fast. And I... I enjoy that. I, I want more of it. I want all of it. And, you know, she's like, I'm a mess and I'm this. And I'm like, give it all on every part. I want it all. And I refuse to 
I just refuse to settle for anything less. You know? And being uncomfortable, like, like I told her the last time, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And I'm terrified at times. But I know that I want her. I want to be with her. We had this conversation one day where she was talking. She just didn't really know. Like, well, you know, I don't know. I mean, she's kind of tiptoeing. And I, I called her out. I said, you're tiptoeing. I know what I want. I came here for you. I came here because I want to be with you. So I, yeah, I, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. I, I'll tell you that right now. But I, um, <laughs> I really, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, w I came here to record but right now. She's talking to me. And so it's very distracting. I probably should end this episode. I wanted to give you more on that. Um, I'm going to stop recording right now. I gave you a really heavy side and then I'm giving you some light. Just know that your boy He's living, he's learning, and he's loving. I'm going to bring you grace and gratitude that's going to help and kind of give you some of the thoughts I have here. But the one thing I'll say, because this episode to me, I was going to call it being uncomfortable, I want to leave you with, um, is <laughs> if you want something, do not be afraid to go after it. I spent a lot of my time being risk-averse, telling myself why I shouldn't do this or I shouldn't do that. And life is right at your fingertips. Go for it. Go grab it. Go take it. Um, I had a woman that I talked to a few years ago that I thought she was very attractive. Slid in her DMs. I've talked about this before. She let me down very easy. And it changed my whole perspective on how I went for things because I used to be really risk averse. And it helped me to be able to slide in this woman's DMs and then go after what I want. And then challenge myself every time and tell her exactly how I feel and be completely honest and raw and transparent. Because let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, every one of us wants a person that we can just be ourselves in front of 100%. Let me tell you something about this woman. That's exactly how I feel. So I look forward to updating you and telling you more cool things about this young lady and giving you her name and telling you all the things about her that I like. But that is not this episode. I will leave you with one. When she smiles. Oh, my goodness. I love to see a woman smile. She's so beautiful. That's all I'm going to leave you with tonight. Thank you so much. And I leave you to say that if you ever feel like you're lost or if you ever feel like she can't figure it out, just remember these three things, that you are amazing, you are beautiful, and you are loved. Yeah. I would like to take the time to thank you for joining this jam talk for today. That's it. That's the end. There's no, nothing else to say. Go back to your, your regularly scheduled program. Chew knows it. <laughs>